With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Amazing, says some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. Oh, the, 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 the baseball analogy. Oh, the, uh, yeah, come on, I just think Yaki I don't speak Japan, and you f***ing people. Oh, yeah, you know, just, um, uh, you, DT. Batista's pretty f***ing sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner, and, uh, yeah, uh, the 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> DonTony.com June 24th, 2019, welcome to this edition of the Don Tony Kevin Castle Show. I am Don Tony, and he is... Kev Castle. What's up, TP? Uh, what's going on? Uh, listen, for those who are on Discord, if you want to chat with other listeners and us during the um, this live show, go to the general chat. Just a regular general chat. I know a lot of patrons are used to going to the patron chat, but tonight it's general only. And for those that are also listening and saying, wait a minute, Discord, what's going on? Well, last week we were going to end the show a little bit early because Mixler was doing a server update. We didn't know it was going to take a week for them to do it, but we snuck in last week's show. Mixler went down. It's been down for seven days and just came up minutes ago. We didn't know it was going to be up, so we told everyone, hey, you want go to Discord tonight. You could tune in to us live over there. It's open for everybody. So now it's split up. We have a bunch of listeners in Discord and we have a bunch of listeners in Mixler. But it's cool because at least, you know, you got two options now to tune in live. And if this works out, hey, maybe we'll do it every week. You know, the 11 p.m. idea, everybody seemed to like it. You know, why wait 15 minutes? Let's just bang right into it. Plus, you'd be surprised. We start 15 minutes early, end 15 minutes early. You know, that's 30 minutes of extra sleep time. You know, me, that's hitting the snooze button two more times, you know? Yeah, for everybody. Yeah, it just, it became routine to go 11.15. I guess we'd never question it. Yeah, listen, um... Advice for everybody out there. If you have not listened to the WWE Stomping Grounds pay-per-view recap yet that Kevin and I did yesterday, it is a must-listen. Uh, I think we gave it a very fair review. Um, we also discussed 
other topics that had more to do than just the pay-per-view. So there's going to be some topics that we're not going to discuss tonight because it was discussed last night. But plus, we had some moments of some very lighthearted, funny shit, and the restaurant thing is becoming a life of its own. But, um, you know, for those listening live, if you want to hear it later and then chat with others as you're listening to it, maybe I'll put it on there too. But uh, let me tell you, you know, Raw tonight, I, I don't know what you could call it. Raw is clusterfuck. Raw is pay-per-view. You know, we got like the WrestleMania version of Raw tonight. Instead yeah. of six matches, we got nine plus restarts, plus singles matches that turn into tag matches, plus Kofi wrestling once, wrestling twice, blah, 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 blah. Now, it's funny because I know a lot of goofs online were saying, oh, every week, two out of three falls matches, blah, 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 blah. No, we didn't get that. But what we got tonight was a drastic format change for the WWE, and you can't criticize them for trying. It is a good idea on paper, but again, last night, Lacey Evans on paper being the referee, the only person that Seth Rollins could not chair bash, you know, because she's a woman and she hates Becky. So the idea is she'll screw Seth Rollins, you know, so on paper, it was a great idea. Unfortunately, yeah. the way it was executed, it was rather shitty. And we will discuss Seth Rollins on social media the last 24 to 48 hours. Uh, but let's, uh, talk about tonight. And for those that don't know what we're talking about, um, Vince McMahon and, uh, the WWE hierarchy, uh, tried an experiment tonight. What they tried to do was they tried to eliminate matches in progress going to commercial. They tried showing the match in the left-hand corner while they aired commercials more on SmackDown than anything else. Right. You know, advertisers did not like that. You know, you're paying prime money and prime time. You don't want fucking a split screen. You know, even though you would think the advertiser would like it more that, you know, we were still looking at the match and we're actually watching the advertiser too. But they don't didn't want wrestling to take place during commercial breaks. Yeah, they want all their focus on that product. Yeah. Right. The problem is, is what you got tonight, nine matches instead of six. I know a lot of people are going to be like, hey, you know, nine matches instead of six. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. The problem is, is that last week you had two matches that went over 12 minutes. This week you had zero matches go over, I think, eight or nine. Um, not only that, count the number of commercial breaks you had tonight compared to previous weeks. They, it was just too much clusterfuck. You know, oh, singles match becomes a tag match. Oh, Kofi wins in 90 seconds. Oh, he'll face, you know, Kevin Owens now for blah, 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 or the opposite. Then earlier, you know, AJ Styles and Ricochet, because the Bullet Club come out, we restart yeah. the match for what? They, they tried to come up with creative ideas to go to commercial breaks. But to me... As the night went along, it just was strange. It just wasn't flowing. And to me, it did the reverse effect. Raw was not a flowing show tonight. We'll talk about The Undertaker. We'll talk about, you know, the other things that went down. But what did you think about, you know, the idea that now we're going to get all the action on TV? The problem is 
Commercial breaks have to be done within a certain period of time. So the days of the 20-minute fucking unbelievable match, bye-bye. The days of the five-way that goes 15 to 17 minutes, bye-bye. The days of Kofi running the gauntlet or Seth Rollins beating five people in five separate consecutive matches, bye-bye. So basically, you're getting, you know, two pounds of bologna in a one-pound bag. What do you think? Well, the advertisers have complained about the recent with the split screen and stuff like that, so that's why they did away no, with no, it? No, 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 they, no. They, it's not that, you know, they had to make this change because of that because we really never got split screens on Raw. It's right. just that Vince McMahon thinks that by having the match go to a commercial in progress that people channel surf and they lose interest. And, you know, look, let me. yesterday we used the sex analogy. That, right. you know, you might want to, you know, try something to drag it out and this and that. But once your girl says this is boring, it you killed it. So the problem is, is that they think that if you're uh, in the middle of having sex with your girl and then you go to a fucking commercial break and she goes to powder up in the other room, the next thing you know, you might, you, I'll give you a good one, you know, and this actually happened to me once, I swear on You got fucking, this is boring chance in the bedroom? No, 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 I'll tell you what oh. happened, this is legit, this, I swear on my mother, this happened about a year ago, I was with my girl, we were in my room, and I'm not saying this geeks, you know, young cucks out there to try to say, I got a girlfriend, you know, what am I, fucking 16, I'm just telling you mm. what uh, the analogy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got a girlfriend. Oh, my God. What the (laughs) fuck? I see people. Okay, we got it. No, morons. But anyway, and I say that with love. But here's the thing. You know, about a year ago, I was with my girl, and we were having a nice time, and my cell phone went off. And I didn't fucking answer it, but it was a customer. I knew who the customer was. I knew the customer had a problem, but I figured, okay, I wasn't going to work on it until later on in the evening because it wasn't a dire need. This customer got paranoid, thinking that I wasn't going to fucking answer the phone and started calling me over and over and over again. And my girl is like, put it on silent, put it on silent. What the fuck? And I'm like, honey, let me just call the customer back for a second. I was maybe a minute to a minute and a half. She says to me, she goes, all right, I'm just going to use the bathroom. So I figured maybe she had to pee or something and make sure, you know, she wipes down there after because the last thing I want to do is taste fucking salty in my mouth. So I go in the other room. And I fucking answered the phone. And I talked to my customer. I was on the phone for maybe 90 seconds tops. I go out of the room expecting to go back in the bedroom and continue where I left uh, left off. And she's Mm. sitting on the couch watching TV. And I said, it's over. It's over. That was it. That's it. It it, it went to commercial break. That's it. That's that's happened to me. So (laughs) Vince McMahon thinks by not having a match go to a commercial break, the in-ring action, that you're not missing anything. The problem is, Vince, we're still getting commercial breaks. What the fuck? You have the entrance. But, 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 DT, what have they done over the years? This has been, hasn't this been an issue over the years? Sure You know, has, for a break in the action and you, stuff like listen, that? So you, you know what I did tonight? What? I went back to the greatest, highest Raw rating in the history of Monday Night Raw. Did an 8.1, I think, something like that. I invite anybody out there, go look for yourself. When you look at the Raw results from that night, look at the match times. You add up the total time in the matches from that night, it's about half of what you got tonight. So it's Mm -hmm. not that you can't get away with doing... 
35-second matches, three-minute matches, DQ, clusterfuck. The problem is, is that when you're in the middle of the Attitude Era and you got The Rock and you got Austin, you got DX and you got Foley and you got fucking, you know, the Test and Albert and fucking Perry Saturn and Trish Stratus and Lita and fucking, yeah, and, and that's not even a third of the roster. We didn't even talk about the hardcore time. When you have all those fucking top stars and you're just flowing and banging out and banging out and banging it out, it's fun. Yeah. But you don't have that caliber of talent. If you did, you wouldn't have fucking only sold 4,000 tickets yesterday in an 18,000-seat arena. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't have that type of you know constant interruption and constant fucking commercials with the caliber of wrestlers out there because it, 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 they'll lose they'll lose the interest the audience lose, will it, tune it, out yeah yeah i mean you know the fuck i mean oh you know kevin owens oh coffee you only have people are now are starting to realize immediately oh aj styles ricochet by the end of the night i will bet anything that a majority of people listening will will say that they did this. Once mm -hmm. they saw what WWE was doing, once they read what WWE was doing today with the format, when they went to Ricochet to AJ Styles and it was like the quarter to 11, I guarantee you a majority of people out there looked at the time and said, okay, how are they going to close out the last 15 minutes without going to a commercial break during this match? And what happens? We get this stall, three minutes of bullshit where the match is supposed to start and right. Gallows and Anderson come out and cause a distraction and Michael Cole says we're going to restart the match. Motherfucker, you still went to a commercial break. Motherfucker, they are in the ring already. All right? They're trying to cover... It's like trying to put fucking... Uh, it's smoke and mirrors for the for the for the it's smoke and mirrors. Uh, yeah, smoke and mirrors for the audience at home. Like we're just wondering, like what's going on. But we assume there's nothing made like the old days. DT, if something happens, we'll show it to you. You know, if something happens during the commercial break, so you don't really give much thought to that. You just figure they do some sort of bullshit around the ring, or someone steps out of the ring and walks around the ring. I don't, you don't really give it that much thought. But now that you're bringing it up, you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Over the years, I never really thought about, am I missing something? I figured there's a break in the action. They're doing some sort of bullshit uh, to buy time, and then we're back. And if we miss something, they'll show it. Yeah. So I, you don't really give that that much thought. So when you realize, and here's the thing, too. I know we got the wild card rule, but there's only oh so many SmackDown house shows you can cancel. And the roster is already thin. So when some of these wrestlers really need to fulfill a SmackDown house show because, you know, they have they have to fucking, you know, what do you want to do? Oh, we had a wild card Raw, but fucking only 1,800 people went to the fucking SmackDown house show. There's only yeah. so, so I know a lot of people out there are writing this up that massive changes for Raw and this, this, and that. This was an experiment, and although, once again, it's a good idea on paper, this is not sustainable. It is not sustainable because you're sacrificing, you know, when Seth Rollins goes on social media, I guess we could get into it now. Okay. When he goes on social media, 
And for the last couple of days, he's been a lot more vocal than he's ever been before. And he's basically backing up his product. And he's like, look, you're not going to find talent like you see on our shows. And I know, you know, some websites got tweet fucked like Cage Side and others, you know, trying to put the snide little remarks. And then Seth calls them out and they're in their house going like whacking off like oh my god a famous person fucking dissed me oh my god now i gotta go smoke a cigarette you know i mean one thing that i made perfectly clear on this show and you have as well is Mm -hmm. that we have not put any of this blame on seth rollins seth rollins Mm -hmm. is the top performer in the wwe it is not his fault um him on social media the last couple of days taking fans to town, taking wrestlers from other organizations to town. What's your take on that? He's playing team captain. I think he's playing, even if he's not been dubbed that, uh, the David Wright or the Derek Jeter of uh, WWE, he's made himself that. And maybe he should be. When was the last time we heard of someone who was a locker room leader? was probably Undertaker, even though people said Roman Reigns, but he's not the same Roman Reigns anymore. If anybody's going to take the helm, it's going to be Seth Rollins at this point. Uh, and he should. He's the champion. He's the top guy, top worker. He should back up the product. I don't think he needs to go tit for tat on fucking Twitter with cage side seats, uh, <laughs> making Donald Duck uh, graphics at Seth Rollins. I agree with you, DT. They're all, you know jerking themselves off that they told off. And look Seth at the Rollins. Undertaker tonight. Undertaker yeah. comes out. The same fucking Matarazzi's and others, and there's some people at Cage Side I actually think are cool. Yeah, I like Cage. I'm not know, bashing them, but I just think the yeah. You know, I, look, Seth Rollins, Cage. Why, Cage you know? if, if, you, if any of you are hearing this, you know you mm-hmm. you post this Cage Cage Side. Mm-hmm. We have no fucking idea if it's the good people posting or if it's the nitwits posting. Yeah, it could be and, anybody. Yeah, and don't give me this. Oh, well, we all stick together. Blah, 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 blah. No, look, you know, it's very convenient for a lot of fucking pages out there to post under a fucking website name or a show name motherfuckers yeah. post your names individually so we could see you so we me can and you, see me and you do we don't post this yeah i mean you know I, how many see each other, yeah. how many times have i said on social media the last fucking year or two that these people hide be- behind fake or fucking photos when they were five years old all these people it's very very easy to throw these digs out there when you post under a website or a fucking podcast name and nobody knows who they're pointing at so you know i I, to me that's not cool that's pussy that is fucking full-blown pussy you're gonna call yourselves a podcast you're gonna call yourselves a website you're gonna call yourselves a journalist you're gonna call yourselves a news reporter you're gonna call yourself a blogger you're gonna call yourself opinionated whatever it is fucking if you don't have the balls to fucking show your face and show your name and fucking yep. stand up and own up to the shit that you say that you have to hide behind fucking fake names and this, this and that. You are pussy. So you can joke about what Seth Rollins said. You could joke about The Undertaker tonight. You could joke about fucking everything on this God's green earth. You are just as much of a joke. Who the fuck are you out there? And I'm not talking about Kate. I'm just in a general statement. Who the fuck are these people out there with these fucking, and you can't even, don't even have the balls to fucking show your name or your face, say, yeah, I said it. I love these fucking goofs out there. You know, oh, they, they, they write something and then they write, there, I said it. And then I look at it, it's not even their fucking face or their name or anything. It's a website. It's a group, yeah. Goofs. 
Goose. It's a, it's a group. Yeah, well, say what you want. You post individually. So do I. So does Joey. So does Draper. So does Mish. You know who's writing what. There's no guessing with any of us on Twitter. Absolutely. We all have our own. We all have our own pages, and we say what we say. And if we got to back it up, we back it up. We got to apologize. We got to apologize. But at least come out of the darkness and man up. Yeah. About so all these yeah. things. That's why when people are like, hey, what do you think about what, what these people reported? And I look at it, and I can't fucking see any individual. I can't tell if the person writing it is fucking thirty years old with an education and looks yeah. like he kind of grooms a little bit or if it's a fucking 19 year old putz from fucking high school that you know thinks that he's a journalist i don't know i don't know and i read this goof shit about oh you know with shane which we discussed yesterday or i see this stuff that every week there's gonna be at least one two out of three falls match or or these other the fuck out of here you know it's just I, I fucking hate it, but I agree with you with Seth Rollins. All right, I know I teased that this was going to be a debate. The reason why I teased it and we're not giving you a debate, everyone, is because there's a lot of people out there that don't understand the definition of debate. So mm -hmm. until you actually learn the definition of debate, you're not going to get debates on this show. For the, for the time being. Maybe we'll do it next week again. Maybe we'll have an argument later on about something. But understand what the word debate means. When Kevin and I had the discussion last week about Scarlett, Scarlett Bordeaux, and we had, a a, we had a debate, all right? Mm -hmm. The debate means that one person takes one side and the other person takes the other side, all right? Fucking people out there, oh, Kev is dead wrong. DT, you're dead wrong. Oh, this person, right? That's fine. That's fine because it's, the, point, it's point counterpoint. It's point, point counterpoint. counterpoint. Yeah. But for people out there mm -hmm. that just don't understand what the, the definition of a debate is and thinks that the fuck out of here, seriously. But um, getting back, well, to well, we agree on Seth Rollins. You agree that yeah, he's kind of taking I, the, team, the team captain role. Seth so to speak. Rollins, yeah. One thing that we said yesterday, as god awful as that main event was yesterday. And I know Seth Rollins is defends his stuff. You know, the days of him owning up like a year ago, out the window. No more owning up. Now it's, yeah. you know, we bust our fucking bodies for this stuff. And, you know, it, and it, it, everybody worked hard yesterday. And we said that yesterday. You could work hard. Doesn't mean you're entertaining. I'm not saying Seth wasn't entertaining yesterday, but that fucking right. night, Last night's main event was god-awful. And when you have the crowd chanting, this match sucks, this is boring, this is and that, it's not just because Baron Corbin's in the match. If anything, they would show respect to fucking Seth Rollins. What about, what about the fucking, what was the, the pay-per-view? I know someone out there will remember it, someone in wow. either chat room. What was the pay-per-view where uh, Seth Rollins was wrestling someone? It might have been Randy Orton or somebody in the ring. Uh, oh, I know what it was. It was the uh, the Royal Rumble. And every time they went down to the countdown, it would, they would go, ding, and they would go, nine, eight, seven. I think that's what the match was. And Seth Rollins got livid on social media saying... Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, motherfucker, the reason why they were doing that is because they were trying to entertain themselves. You know, that's what fans do when they're live and they're fucking not having fun. They entertain themselves. And they Seth Rostov, DT it was? Seth Rostov. Seth Rostov, yes. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you, uh, Sharon and chat. Seth versus Dolph. Mm -hmm. That was the match. I mean, he's been involved in... What, where's the Corbin excuse there? So the point is, is that you could work hard. 
doesn't mean you're going to deliver. You could fucking train all your life to be a baseball player. You might bat 188. You might fucking go in an 0 for 40 slump. Unfortunately, their product right now is in an awful slump. If it wasn't in a slump, Mr. Rollins, then number one, you wouldn't have had to do two for one giveaways yesterday. There was no fucking holiday. It wasn't a fucking presidential debate. There were no terrorist attacks. There were no bomb threats in that area. There's no fucking recent hurricane or landslides or fucking... fucking volcanoes erupting in that area you fucking couldn't even sell 5,000 tickets and AEW sells out in, in hours I understand scalpers bought the tickets but the point is scalpers didn't buy the tickets for stomping grounds for a fucking reason because they knew that they would probably get stuck with them so the product is in a bad hole right now and I commend him for being the guy to step step up and say listen We work our asses off. He actually brought up the Cruiserweight title match yesterday, which I said was my favorite match of the card. Everybody put in effort yesterday. You and I even said that Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins put in uh, hard work. Lacey Evans didn't do a bad job in what she was going to do. Doesn't mean that it's entertaining. No, it doesn't mean that it's a, that's exactly. You think he's being overly defensive though, DT, or he's doing what he needs to do as the leader? He's insulted. Because they travel crazy amounts of time a year. They work their asses off. It's not just in the ring, but they have to keep themselves in shape. They got to try to sneak in a meal and this, this, and that. It's not fucking easy. It is a lot of stress. It's a lot of pressure. And there's a lot of pride involved as well. I mean, you know, again, you look at the crowd yesterday and the way they reacted to that main event. You tell me what from that crowd reaction was entertainment. You tell me, and, and look, kudos to you. You said that it was going to be a mixed tag at, at Extreme Rules. I thought it was going to happen much mm-hmm. sooner. But they put a stipulation today that to me, and I'm not just saying this to, to do a ship parade, because again, yeah. if people listen to a recap yesterday, we only had a problem with one match the whole night. Yeah. But they killed it. With the stipulation, they now have the stipulation. It's Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans versus Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Now the stipulation is is that if either Rollins or Becky Lynch get pinned, they both lose their titles. Now, yeah. in, the, in this current time that they can't even fucking sell 4,000 tickets for a pay-per-view, in this current time that they're having the lowest ratings in the history of WWE Raw and SmackDown, do you think it, that they're that mad? You know, and I don't mean mad as angry. I mean mad as fucking as in you know you know mentally deranged. You think they're that mad to turn around and go? <laughs> We're gonna give him Corbin and Lacey Evans as the champions right now. There is no way that Corbin and Lacey Evans are going to be. The champions. So you put this over-the-top stipulation. You know, you're not in an era like Memphis in the early 80s to say that, oh, if this person loses the title, we're going to refund everybody's money in the crowd. And then you had a lot of people back then. Hey, I'm getting my money back tonight. No, you're not. (laughs) But a lot of people fell for it. Anybody in their right mind think that Seth Rollins and fucking... That stipulation was done to try to you know, intensify, like, the seriousness that, oh, my God, they both can lose their time. You just ruined the fucking match because we know the outcome already. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's no chance they're going to lose their titles. No, and if they do, that's insanity. That would be beyond insanity. Can you imagine them losing to Corbin and, and uh, Lacey? Unbelievable. I mean, it's just, just think about that for a minute. I mean, look, Matt Morgan got some news today because he said he watched the cage match yesterday between Dolph and Coffey. He said it felt like two med carters in the cage. Someone had asked me if I'd saw what Matt Morgan said. I guess that's what he said. Yeah. Well, that's his opinion, right? I mean, you call you think it felt like mid Carters yesterday? Well, I've always, I mean, you know, I joke about the Tito Santana effect. I mean, Kofi's beating everybody, but I don't know. I still am not buying him as as the sensation that he's supposed to be. Uh, since WrestleMania, the bloom came off the rose for me. He's a great in ring competitor, but just him wearing that title and being the champion, I just, I'm not feeling it. That's just me. It's my opinion. That's all. Does it feel like? You know, you know how we've had in the past, blah, 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 versus the world? That mm-hmm. used to be a phrase you'd see a lot, you know, over the years. Does it, with all due respect, does it feel like it's Kofi versus the misused? Kofi versus the misused? Yeah, because now we got Samoa Joe. Yesterday, you felt that Samoa Joe is just jobbing out and just yeah. enhancement talent now, which a lot of people feel that way as well. But it feels like coffee versus the misuse because before uh, the pay-per-view, uh, Sami Zayn was getting destroyed ever since he fucking cut that promo in the ring and fucking yeah. got thrown in the, the, the trash thing from, from Strowman. Kevin Owens, ever since he he didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia, is lost almost almost every match, which a lot of people are baffled. Like, how did I fucking you know predict every match yesterday? It just yeah. felt like they were going to get this win on the pay per view to try to br- give back a little bit of that legitimacy to them, and they are legit. They're not losing any credibility with me. The problem is, is that when you are not even doing fifty fifty booking and you're doing fucking twenty eighty booking, and they're losing eighty percent of their shit, you don't feel like they're a threat. And now you look at Kofi's, you know, reign. Since Mania, and it's Kevin Owens, it's Dolph Ziggler, it's Sami Zayn, it's Kevin Owens, it's Sami Zayn, it's Kevin Owens, it's Dolph Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler, and he's he's beating them soundly. And it's Samoa Joe. He's the next victim. He's the next guy to be fed to Kofi. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just does not feel... There's something missing there. I totally get why Matt Morgan is saying what he's saying. I mean, you know, I I honestly thought the cage match was good yesterday. For they actually did an awesome job, but you know, unfortunately though, it just you know, like his title reign feels you remember Rey Mysterio? Remember yeah, when he remember when he won his title? Like everybody yep. was happy for a hot minute, and then people were like why When's he going to lose it? Why? Exactly. Yeah, why did he give him the belt? You know, yeah. and it, it, this feels worse than Rey Mysterio. And, you know, and what's worse about it is this, and I don't want to offend anybody that's black out there, but I, I wonder, especially those who are black out there, I'm just curious to yourself how you feel about this. You don't have to say it publicly, but, you know, mm-hmm. Kofi winning Mania was obviously a historic moment. You know, all the tears that you saw from people, you know, of color who sure. watched this, it, those were real. It, I fucking, we're all happy that he got the belt. Of course. But my question is, ever since he won that title for everybody out there, you know, especially those that are black, do you just feel like 
the only reason why they gave him the title and keeping it on him now is because he's he's black. And the reason why I say that is that you look at the level of talent that WWE has right now. You right. could you could you could look at all the people who arguably can main event the WWE pay per view. And you take a step back and ask yourself, how come none of them are taking on Kofi for this title? Are you talking about guys like Randy Orton? Well, anybody or that you bigger feel, stars? anybody that you mm. feel that could close out a WWE pay per view right now, even wrestlers who are not there all the time, how come it feels like? All the bigger names are being masqueraded in uh, in these fucking feuds. I mean, look at Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman wasn't even on the pay-per-view yesterday. Yeah, Three geez. weeks ago, they fucking do an arm wrestling thing. What what happened? They had boo-boos on their arms for three weeks, and now all of a sudden they want to do a fucking, you know, a, 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 the, the fucking rope thing and the tug of war in the ring? That's fine. You do that two weeks ago. You do it a week after the fucking arm wrestling thing. You don't wait three weeks. And it feels like they're just putting these two together so people don't say, hey, how come Kofi's not facing Lashley or Strowman or maybe, you know, fucking going against like, you know, like, um, what, what is it, uh, J Jack and, uh, you know, the... You know, the fucking fable with the, the, the big guy and the little guy, you know? Are you talking about uh, Kane and Abel, Jack and the Beanstalk? Yeah, like about? Jack and the Beanstalk. Whatever. Well, DT, you just said it because look at the size differential. Look at Braun Strowman. Look at this massive mm -hmm. man, six fucking, six, eight, legit. Kofi Kingston, is Kofi Kingston even 220? I would say mm -hmm. Kofi Kingston's about 195 pounds. Yeah, He's but, not even 200. But we, a lot of people... And I get the whole thing with the athleticism David and stuff. And Goliath. And good, David and Goliath. David, David and Goliath. Thank you, guys. David and Goliath. Um, because it, it, I don't think anybody's going to buy it. Suspension of disbelief, like you say all the time, TT. I disagree. Uh, him up against Braun Strowman. Him up against Randy Orton. You I think disagree. Kofi's going over? You don't I think so? I disagree. Because no, but you're asking the question of no, why no. he's not... Facing no, these well, larger-than-life superstars. Well, th that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to spark right. some nerves out there for people to take a step back and say to yourself, you know, how come there? You it, does it feel like it's filler? And the reason why I say that is because a lot of people said the same thing about Finn Balor, right. and I said a year or two ago that you know what. I actually would be interested to see Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. And something, and I know Mitch is listening right now, and Mitch will vouch for me on this, something that I said last summer or last fall, and I said to him, I said, you know, I, I'm noticing a little pattern with WWE right now with Brock Lesnar. And he said, what is that? And I said, I notice that they're putting him up against smaller people. And I think that's being done to set up Mania with Seth Rollins. So by the time Mania's come around, we're used to seeing Brock Lesnar fight smaller guys. He got Finn Balor. He got mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan. You know, he got smaller guys. And when he, by the time he faced Seth Rollins, it didn't, I mean, it didn't feel like, you know, like David versus Goliath anymore. And Finn Balor put on a damn good performance as, did Daniel Bryan. So, you know, look, if Kofi, my God, Andre the Giant was 700 pounds. Big John Studd was 365. King Kong Bundy was fucking massive. 500. Yeah. You know, I mean, did you, when we were young and we had fucking Steamboat or Savage or even some of the smaller guys out there that were IC champions and they right. were fucking feuding with some of these guys, did you ever feel to yourself 
Oh, come on. I'm supposed to buy King Kong Bundy taking on fucking Tito Santana? But no, he would get a fucking win. They, they, they would be creative and talented enough to pull off the win. Fucking Ultimate Warrior versus Andre the Giant. As big and massive Ultimate Warrior was, a lot of people felt like, are you fucking kidding me? Hey, yeah. how am I supposed to buy into that? And they were able to figure it out. So Kofi and these guys... They have to be able to figure it out. That's what it takes to be a champion. I take on all comers. I don't just take on the misused that are under 240 pounds because I was given the title to make history, and now I don't want to, they don't want to take the title off of me right away, so it isn't looked as a failure. It just feels right. like they're just milking it, just like the fucking Iconics, even though they didn't win it because of any, you know, religion or race or creed or anything like that. It's just like they put belts on people and then they fucking milk it. The Revival got the belts back. What are they doing? They're, they're hidden in eight-man tags. They're doing yeah. this. They're doing skits in the back. And they're just buying time to try. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's true, DT, but I think the cosmetic... Uh, thing of putting a Kofi next to a Bobby Lashley. It's twice his size, literally. Braun Strowman's three times bigger. I don't think they're going to buy it. They're not going to buy it that he's going to get the pinfall over Lashley or over what? even Randy Orton. When you put Randy Orton next to Kofi, oh, they had a big feud. I know, but still, Randy Orton is a top, top guy. Right. I mean, Kofi Kingston is the best. And world how is champion, Kofi but... ever going to be perceived as a top guy if he's facing the misused? I don't think he's going to go down in history as a top guy. I think he's going to go down in history as a, an interim champion. Uh, you know, he won the title at a specific time. And listen, DT, as we look at me and my brother talked about, we had a conversation about this off the air, just talking in general, about guys who are looked back upon a, a, a time period of where business was really bad. Do they ever really get their just desserts? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's why Diesel's looked at as such a kind of a paper champion from back in the day was he that bad or was the company that bad back then does he deserve to be you know mocked in the lowest attendance <laughs> and you know 2,000 people at Madison Square Garden I was there I I seen it I was there I was there when he was uh, on top it was bad but again is it like you said DT let's not blame the people at the top but they do aren't they collateral damage of this time period in the yeah. annals of history when you look back oh sure Sure. Yeah. Oh, bless social mix's heart. Oh, Kofi mm -hmm. being champion has nothing to do with him being black. It's because the kids love him. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart because I could fucking list 10 other people that should have been heavyweight champions by now because of the children. Bless your heart. I mean, that could be, be Finn Balor when you think about it. Yeah, a lot of yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. There's so many. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's just, oh, my God. I, I, I just. I feel but bad. But, that just shows you that everyone has their, again, we're an opinion show. Everyone has their thought process of why he's champion. You know, not everybody agrees. Look, I'm, dare I say the T word, I won't go there, but I have a feeling some people are going to start feeling that way. I just look at his championship reign and I look at the ratings and I look at the house shows being canceled. And for the people there, he is one of the most popular fans, wrestlers. He's without a doubt. Kofi's one of the most popular wrestlers. Kofi is uh, a veteran. He is always smiled and busted his ass. He's done memorable shit with the Royal Rumble. If you really wanted to give the heavyweight title to someone, you know, I, I don't like the you deserve it 
stuff simply because of dedication, longevity, and fucking hard work. Because unfortunately, that sometimes doesn't get you to, to the promised land as far as the heavyweight title goes. Right. But if they, if you force me in the last 15 years to come up with a list of 10 that should have gotten the belt at some point, he probably would be on my top 10. The sad thing about it, though, is that the minute that he got, you know, people seem to forget who Kofi faced, you know, in matches on SmackDown to get the option of being at WrestleMania, the opportunity to be at WrestleMania to win the heavyweight title. You know, he fucking faced other wrestlers. I mean, it just feels like the minute they gave him the belt, it's like, all right, we made history. You know, it's, it, you know, the fans, you know, they're very happy. It's a feel good moment, no doubt about it. Now we're just gonna, you know, I don't know, we're just gonna kind of like tread water with it. Because, this, well, you know, what? This, oh, excuse me, there's reason that there's no feel good moments right now because the company is in such a, a, a bad state. The rate, everyone's. On social media, everyone has access to all this information. People listening to this show, the fans are so much smarter now. Everybody's in the know on everything. Everybody knows the ratings are garbage. Everybody knows the attendance. Everybody knows it was 4,000. What was it, 4,000 tickets sold yesterday? What is it, 13,000 seat arena? That's Something like that. that. It's a little more okay. than that. But. Yeah, more than that. But everybody's in the know. There's no, like right now, we're not, I right. don't think. It just does not feel like coffee's reign has been a heavyweight championship reign. I mean, he's having decent matches. I mean, he beat Sammy and Kevin Owens tonight, albeit the total of maybe five minutes plus, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, but again, does, when you look back five years from now at Kofi's title reign, I mean, what's his top match since winning the belt, arguably the cage match yesterday with Dolph. Yeah. I mean, it just does not feel special anymore. And it just feels like, you know, the luster is gone. And the moment's over, DT. It's like anything else. It's like you could say last year I went to the best wedding and what a beautiful ceremony. And guess what? They're getting divorced. You'd be like, what happened? It fell apart. It came off the vine. A couple of months later, shit unraveled. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? It reminds me of something like that. It's some beautiful event, and then things just go awry, and it's not maybe nobody's fault. It's just events surrounding circumstances. It happens. Notice something tonight, too. Something that we we actually mentioned last week. Got no credit for it. It was, And I'm not going to lie. It was a hunch. It was a hunch. Mm-hmm. Is there any Firefly Funhouse segment today? I didn't. I thought I might have missed it because I had to take a phone call and missed about two know. minutes of wrestling. Chat room. Any was fly- there Firefly Funhouse? There wasn't, right? Yeah. I, I don't think there was. No, no Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, yeah I me- thought I missed it, actually. Remember, remember last week we yeah. said that um, now it's time to leave and now it's time to bring it to the ring oh yes that's right they they did you know where he just disappeared from the house and guess what he must have Mm. uh he disappeared from the house i guess he fucking had scotty uh you know scotty you know beam me up and unfortunately i think he forgot that scotty is fat now and probably couldn't fit into the transporter room and or bray wyatt got lost on the way to the arena i mean how the fuck do you do a skit where he fucking disappears 
and he fucking, you know, they sh- to make it look like he's leaving the house to do something, and we're all fucking thinking, okay, now it's time for Bray to go to the next level. You do a pay-per-view, god-awful stuff, and instead of trying to put something out there that you know that the fans have enjoyed more than anything else to try to cover up or maybe change the subject or focus on something else, you put no Firefly Funhouse or no Bray Wyatt this week. Now, we might get it on SmackDown. We might. I'm get thinking. It on- I'm thinking a lot of people in the chat. I agree with them with Extreme Rules. It just seems like it. It makes sense. But then again, WWE always goes the opposite it's way. It's momentum. When- yeah, it's momentum. But, I mean, it's so well, that's in a couple of weeks. You think them killing Firefly Funhouse, not saying anything, and then him just him sprouting up at Extreme Rules in the middle of like a championship match is the way to go? Maybe not mention four, Firefly Funhouse for the last next four weeks. weeks after the last Funhouse segment. He just disappears. That's like booking on the cheap again. It's again. It's like uh, Lashley and Strowman. You know, you're doing this fucking test of strength stuff. And, you know, they have the arm wrestle, and then, come on, the next week, all right, I want to challenge you to this. All right, I want to challenge you to this. It's not, oh, I ain't got boo-boo in the arm. Uh, I'll come back in three weeks. By three weeks, that is just the same thing as fucking wrestling during a commercial break. If you think people are going to lose interest during a goddamn commercial break, you don't think they're going to fucking lose interest three, four weeks of nothing? No, I agree. I agree with you. I'm just saying extreme rules. It makes sense for him to come back in a grandiose way. And the next pay-per-view will be the way to go. Why would you say they're wasting him if they put him on raw SmackDown or if they give people a heads up or even float out a rumor that he's going to be on, it might boost interest to watch. Who knows? I just Who don't knows? know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, shout out to our new and returning patrons, mm-hmm. Russell Wendell, Willis Wheeler, Hyatt, Anthony Elliott, Chris Corby, and, uh, what was it chest chestite rooms? Uh, he was like a last minute sign up today. And yeah, I saw that. I saw that before. Yeah, you I got I, him in. Yeah, I, yeah, I got him in. But you know, yeah. you see again, like yesterday's um, chats, chat site forms, chat site forms. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you see, like I said yesterday during the pay per view, you know, did, we've been plugging Discord for months. Don't wait until ten minutes before we go live to sign up because if I'm busy trying to get ready for the show yeah, i'm not on twitter i'm not on patreon and if i don't see it until after the show is over you can't be like oh my god you gotta sign me in no don't wait till last minute that goes to anyone out there you know tomorrow we're doing breakfast soup live on pay on uh, patreon on discord if you want to tune in you know don't wait until five minutes before we start to sign up sign up now patreon.com slash don tony and that's a you know it's a cheap plug but at the same time though you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. don't wait till last minute because we would hate for somebody to miss out on something. But so we uh, appreciate buddy, anybody joining any time. But give oh, us a absolutely, little note. Absolutely, yeah. Just give, give the, it, do, you, do you notice because you're doing a lot of shit? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got my regular life. I'm preparing work for my office tomorrow. I'm trying to fucking deal with stuff over here. I'm preparing for the show. I'm doing instead online. I'm working on the history. Th- I'm doing like nine things at once. And Defending I'm, the 24/7's title. Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't. Yeah, I don't have the Patreon 24/7 belt or the Discord 24/7 belt. But you should. And, and I'm not tech support either. I know a lot of people come to me for tech support, and you know, luckily we're able to figure shit out most of the time. But you know, unfortunately, I can't control when Mixler goes down or Discord or anything else. But nope. yeah, I want to give major props to Luna Pages who host uh, DonTony.com. 
you know, I've been wanting to show them love for like the last couple of weeks and I keep forgetting, keep forgetting until after we're done with the show. And, um, you know, I had some big time website problems about a month ago that I honestly thought I was just going to fucking redo everything all over again, go to GoDaddy, have them fucking build shit for me. And then, you know, at least we got the archives, but they really, I mean, I don't know which person behind Lunar Pages that just really took a crazy amount of time to work on my stuff and did everything to bring my site back up and not lose anything either. And they went over and beyond. And anyone out there that's looking to start their website, need a hosting area, or even if you have a host right now that you're not happy with, seriously consider Lunar Pages. I've been with them my God, it's got to be 15 years, maybe 20 years now. That I mean, long? I've, I've really? been with them. Well, I have oh. wrestling-news.com ah. since uh, since 99 or 2000. Right. I've had it since 99. So um, I, I'm pretty sure I started with Lunar Pages from the get-go because I wouldn't have used any other hosting company. And me, once I have an account with someone and they do a good job, you're like that's it i forget about it i stick with them pretty you know for life or until they fuck up so i gotta be with lunar pages close to 20 years now gotta be i can't think wow. of any other hosting company i would have used um and you know speaking of you know staying with some for a long time tonight after 21 years i got rid of uh spectrum for my cable provider i actually yeah i so i subscribe to youtube tv and philo it's online streaming. You know, we watch cable, but you use your internet connection instead of a cable box. I saved about 80 bucks a month that way. Wow. And um, I watch Raw Tonight using YouTube TV. And the, honestly, the quality of the video looked better because I'm using my 4K Roku to watch Raw instead of a cable wire. So I mm. honestly think my Spectrum cable box was really... Uh, preventing me from seeing really good visual quality so um i still have spectrum for my internet mike g unfortunately where i live spectrum is (coughs) the only choice but i also have at&t as a backup in case our internet connection ever goes down i have at&t i just had that bad luck about six weeks ago where it was so windy over here both spectrum and at&t went down so i was left with nothing And unfortunately for the live listeners, I'm not going to use my phone as a hotspot and fucking eat up all my data and then spend 60 bucks just so you could all stream live. So we finished the show a little bit early, but I want to shout out some of our associate producers, Tygsy Bowers, Vic Condor, Garcia Kane, CM Black Pixels, Jacob Eston. By the way, we have a winner from uh, the, the predictions contest over the weekend. I'll get into him in a moment. Michael John Buchanan, Stell, Jerry Stewart, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Chuck Lentz, Tony, Chris Harris, Keith Doherty, John Krauser, Roger Rubio, Fatty316, Stan the Man Loudon, Don Tony's political advisor, and D-Boy Gentleman. We'll get into more shout-outs a little bit later. Uh, Lars Sullivan, uh, knee injury. Yeah. A lot of people want to know um, what the deal is. And uh, he is out. He had knee surgery. Uh, a lot of websites that, and look, I'm just telling it like it is. A lot of websites that are reporting his knee injury. 
I'll say it two ways. Number one, these are the same websites that said that Big E will be out 18 months. And it was, you remember when he did those interviews and people actually bought it and reported his news? He'll be out till 2021. I mean, I, people out there could still Google it. Ugh. Some people still haven't deleted those articles. Some, some, <laughs> most of them 21. did. 2000, because he did that goofy interview and he was joking right. around. I'm, 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 but um, the deal with Lars is uh, some of these websites also are the ones that did everything possible to get Lars fired. That just, True. you know, hey, everybody, remember what he said 10 years ago? Hey, everybody, remember what he said seven years ago? Oh, you know, fucking uh, what's-his-face, you know, went went out there and said, hey, you know, he came to all of us and fucking, you know, just uh, he's really, you know, just making an effort, not good enough, blah, 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 a week later. In case you didn't see the articles, everyone, here it is reposted. In case you forgot, oh, Coffee Made History made WrestleMania? Well, Get what Lars said fucking seven years ago. Oh, my God. And this went on and on and on and on and on. So now he's got the knee injury and those same websites are saying he's going to be out six to nine months. You know, make it sound like you know, his career is over. Or the, Look, I am concerned that when he comes back, that he either has to fucking come back with a bang and fucking knock somebody out that is big time. And at the same time, this could be a blessing in disguise. I heard that his out time is four four months on average. Yeah, I was going to say, what did you hear? I heard three to four months. But the problem is, look what happened to AOP. One of the tag team partners went out of action, and they're having a difficult time getting back in the swing of things because they can't figure out how to fucking bring them back on TV. The Viking Raiders... Yeah, they're back on TV, but they totally had to change the you know the their their character up a little bit, yep. and it still doesn't feel like any momentum. And you know now they're gonna. I know they beat Gals and Anson today, but you know you're gonna get no no name fucking jobbers. They're gonna be fighting them and stuff like that. But um, you know with Lars when he comes back. You know, if they can't figure out how to bring this guy back on TV, you know, he may stay off TV for an extended period of time. I personally think if that match versus John Cena could come off for next year's WrestleMania, maybe you keep him off of TV until the end of the year or the beginning of next year, and then he fucking lays out Cena or someone else, and you just boom right into WrestleMania with that. You know, I, but it sucks also because when he does come back, you know what all these websites are going to do. In case you didn't see what last year's articles, you know, about what he said 10 years ago. I mean, my God, they're bringing up Vince McMahon's Playboy interview from 2001 to try to get attention. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So best wishes to him because, uh, you know, it was just a really bad timing. I think he'll be back sooner than later. Hopefully, WWE can figure out how to throw his ass back on TV. Uh, We all know Drake Maverick and Renee Michelle got married over the weekend. We've seen the fucking 24-7 title repeat about 18 times. Mm -hmm. Um, But Nikki Cross and Killian Dane also got married. I thought they were married already. No, they just got married. You're mixing up with Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan. Yeah, Sarah Sarah Logan is the one that got married lately, uh, very recently. No, Nikki Cross wasn't married. I could have, no, I thought she got married secretively. I thought, well, I guess she was engaged. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, no, recently it was Sarah Logan. No, Nikki Cross just got married to Killian Dane, so congrats to them as well. 
So many wrestler hookups, you can't keep up. You can't keep track here. You know what? Jesus. I, I'll say this. Um, when we opened up Raw, you know, we were told a whole bunch of times, boyfriend, you know, girlfriend, man's man, which we told, joked about yesterday. Mm. You know, I, I'll say this. Um, I'm concerned about Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Right now, the live crowd is enjoying it. Right now, the kids are enjoying it. Oh, my God, you know, they're crushes. You know, they're together. Oh, it's so sweet. And, you know, I know a lot of girls online especially, you know, love that side of it. Because, look, it's like soap opera. It's like, you know, the a lot of the shows that they see on E! and everything else. I mean, a lot of women like a good relationship. Look, when Macho Man fought Ultimate Warrior in the retirement match... And then Sherry got involved and attacked Macho Man. And then Miss Elizabeth came out with that ugly fucking outfit. But that's what it looked like back in the time. Because she was wearing black pants and fucking a sweater. <clears throat> just, it just took away from her sex appeal. But she ends up getting involved. And then she hugs Macho Man. And then the, the, the camera showing all these women in the crowd crying. And Bobby Heenan making fun of all of them. I'm sorry, I didn't see Rick or Mike, or Giuseppe, or fucking Wilfredo fucking in the crowd crying like a baby, too. A lot of women like, like, the Pretty Woman show or Dirty Dancing. I mean, that's up their alley. I totally respect and I'm fine with it. But at some point, how I feel about this force-feeding, about their relationship on TV, yeah, I think it's going to come a time where the very outspoken fans that will go against the grain are going to start turning on these two. And yeah. I have this fear because I always felt relationships on camera in wrestling most of the times do not end well. Um, but the most successful on-air relationships that, that have been brought to TV are the ones that don't feel forced. This feels extremely forced. And pun intended, extreme rules. This feels extremely forced. I'm not saying it's going to happen a month now from now. I'm not saying it's going to happen three months from now. But I just feel if they keep pushing this too much, they're going to start getting a negative reaction. And I think those two will be the next two people that you will look back on and say, oh, okay, then Michael Cole is going to use the word, the P word. We got it with Cena, we got it with Reigns, and we might get it with Rollins and Becky or maybe one of them soon, and maybe they're going to start being called polarized. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, as I'm talking to you, unfortunately, I got a very disturbing uh, mail. I'm trying to keep my composure on the show. A friend of mine just died. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, yes, yeah. Oh, um, shit. Good friend of ours uh, from a band. Uh yeah, I'm, I was trying to see if it was real because I'm getting bombarded. I'm, I'm trying to keep my composure, guys. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, that's why I don't, I don't read. That's why I don't. I don't I, yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I don't read emails. I don't look <clears throat> at nothing during the shows. I just try to have a good time, and then I could get miserable after. Oh yeah, no, I didn't have a choice because I was on Twitter looking at the Seth Rollins tweet because I thought we were going to be still talking about that, and uh, my box got filled up. I don't know exactly what happened to this person, but uh, it, uh, I'll find out after I get off the show. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I just. Well, we're almost just, done anyway, so... We're yeah, yeah, completely, completely threw me, you know. Jeez. You know, well, but, uh, yeah, we'll go We'll go back into it. Yeah. Well, what do you think about, you know, do you think <clears throat> that 
you know, because it's being force fed so much that it might get to the level of, you know, fans turning on them and then to try to justify it, they'll use the polarizing word like they did with Reigns and with Cena in the past. Yeah, no, I made a tweet about this like, uh, what was it, maybe yesterday or today about that. I thought that what was going to, well, today, I thought what Rollins complaining it was going to get worse that I think that him and Becky are actually going to, eventually it's going to catch fire, so to speak, where it'll be the thing to do to kind of boo this thing with the Becky is going to suffer for this, I think. And I think so is Seth. I don't think they want to see that with the whole, the man character, the whole thing with Becky being the man, the man. And we understand she's a you know heterosexual. She has a boyfriend. That's fine. She has a regular life. But I don't want to see that incorporated. I mean, some people can say, well, Kev, what about when Stone Cold, uh, everybody knew he was with Deborah. Did that hurt his character when he had Deborah on his arm and in the back and the skits with McMahon and everybody knew Deborah McMichael was with Steve? And I, 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 everyone always, wrestling fans are great, forced. man. It wasn't forced. It wasn't No, no, it wasn't forced. But wrestling fans are awesome. And I mean this, and I'm not being a dick. They, they, everyone's always got a good comparison, like, you know, Macho Liz, Steve Austin, Devin McMichael. Everyone kind of threw st- stuff at me after I posted that, and I good everyone knows their wrestling i love that that's why people listen to the show are uh, uh, wise to the game nobody's a dummy here but that's fair but no one was forcing that and kind of deborah was in the background deborah was also kind of you know kind of just there with austin De- becky's a major character and a major draw and a major star in this company uh you know the whole man thing is stand on her own be tough now she's you know Seth's her boyfriend and here's my boyfriend let me go rescue my boyfriend Seth's gonna rescue her I think it's detrimental to both their characters I don't think it's good at all and I think you're gonna be getting some boo birds if it's gonna be a continuous pattern I think since they're going against Corbin and Lacey Evans who are hated uh, they'll get cheered because everyone wants to shit on Lacey and Baron perfect foil uh, for them. But as time goes on, people are going to be like, oh, man, again? They're coming out again? What are they going to make out in the middle of the ring? And people could say, Edge and Lita. What about Edge and Lita? Uh, it's not the same thing. I Everyone can make the comparisons. But I think Becky is a big deal. She's a top five star here in this company. Uh, you know, I, I diss on her and joke on her all the time, but I'm not stupid. I know she's one of the most important people in this company right now. She's the biggest T-shirt seller, and she's, and she's a major character. I think it's going to hurt her. I think it's going to take her down with seth and it's not going to help either character basically I yeah think it's, it's, be it's i just fear it's going to backfire i really do i just mm-hmm. um i don't mind it if it's done if it doesn't feel forced the wwe unfortunately they sometimes force things a little bit too much and you know this idea of them being a power couple i don't think that that's what they need right now and it you know again you know, people complain about Lacey Evans being in this position. People complain even more about Baron Corbin. So what the fuck do you do? You book them against these two again for another pay-per-view? It's like you you mm-hmm. don't see the writing on the wall. Your crowd in the main event yesterday shitted on this and you're not going to get anything different now. Why? Because it's extreme <clears throat> rules that anything goes and it's it, it, it's still Baron Corbin. Now, you know, they try to change it up a little bit tonight because we got The Undertaker. Undertaker, uh, for some reason, came to the rescue of Roman Reigns, uh, interfered with uh, the match between Shane McMahon and Drew and Roman Reigns. Undertaker looked fucking awesome. 
Uh, even though, I don't know why, but as I saw him tonight, for some reason, I especially kept thinking about when is John Draper's next global balding. Uh, I don't know why. Actually, I swear to you, I when I saw it, I said, ah, when is John's next global balding happening? You know, just for some reason, it came to mind. I mean, I just feels like, you know, he almost looks like he's got the Terry Funk wig on. But anyway, yeah, he he, the reason why you got him tonight for people that were like, oh, it doesn't make sense. He came to the rescue of Roman Reigns. It doesn't make sense. Why would he attack Shane McMahon? It doesn't make sense. Well, I'll give you two reasons why it makes sense. Super Showdown and the fucking lowest ratings in the, in WWE. And if you want to add a third, the fact that they couldn't even sell out half of the building yesterday for a pay-per-view that featured both brands. Not one, but both brands. So they worked out something with The Undertaker. But I got news for you. I feel that one of the reasons, bigger reasons, why we got him tonight and why we'll get him at Extreme Rules is because of what happened with Super Showdown. I think Undertaker is was so pissed off at his performance that he just felt like, no, no. I'm not going to leave it that everybody is just going to look at me and Goldberg and say, this fucking guy is done. He went in there today, fucking kicked, extended his leg out completely, fucking punched, you know, didn't just punch once. He fucking was laying it in there and he looked awesome. Again, as we said at the night of Super Showdown, you know, there is a difference when your legs are going uh, east to west, then north to south. And that's why I said on the Super Showdown recap that Undertaker should have been more American Badass, Big Evil, because that was more of a ground game. He can't be off his feet anymore. You want to do the walk thing on the rope? Fine. He needs to hold the guy for leverage or the guy needs to hold him for leverage? Fine. That's it. But I wouldn't go any further with that. So maybe the tag match... Roman Reigns ends up doing the power moves at the end and they get the win. Um, But I think that Undertaker just felt, nah, man, I fucking feel better than I've felt in years. I fucking worked my ass off to put on a crazy performance and I'm not fucking going to be left with everybody just looking at the match with Goldberg and saying that's it. I think that's why more than anything we got him. Yeah, no, it was good to see Taker. I mean, he looked he looked good. I mean, he's got the Baron Corbin hair now, but come on, the man's the man's fifty four years old. Mish, give him a break. Uh, Mish was making uh, jokes on Twitter. <laughs> I was going back and forth with him about the he's got the old school Corbin look. Yeah, um, but Taker looked good. I mean, he looked good. You know, he didn't, wasn't a lot of give on that uh, choke slam. He just basically let Shane drop. Uh, but th- I think that's a good idea, and to team him up with Reigns or, or get him associated with Reigns gives Reigns is starting to get the booze again a little bit, not that badly. Um, but if Taker can go and he can do some stuff, see, now I'm thinking, remember I was telling you, DT, I, despite the websites we're talking about, Shane is definitely going to get the title. He's probably going to get Kofi. And I think you don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Okay. Now I'm thinking you might be right because now I'm thinking they're incorporating, uh, maybe Shane is not going to go on some sort of world title thing, but this is all a buildup. But do you think they just peppered in the Undertaker last minute or this was a plan, a, a, a plan in the works for a couple of weeks at least, let alone a couple of months. I think it was last minute because yeah. um, it, if you look at tonight, 
why did he come to the rescue of Roman Reigns? Why did he attack Shane McMahon? You know, look, if he would have, if Elias was in the ring tonight and it was Elias and Shane and Undertaker went after Elias because he went after Elias last time, that kind of makes sense. But there was no reason for it tonight. But at this stage of the game, if you enjoy a little Undertaker, you don't need a logical reason. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Again, I've said it, Super Showdown. I said it two minutes ago. I'll say it again now. Undertaker, east to west, in the ring, looks fucking phenomenal. North to south, like you just brought up the chokeslam. It's not just Shane lifting himself. He Undertaker's got to bend his legs, give a little bit of push also. And even with that one choke slam, and he's only worked for about 45 seconds, that looked kind of weak. So east to west, Undertaker is fine. North to south is what they need to stop with Undertaker. You don't need right. to do a tombstone anymore. You don't need let him do the fucking the submission move. Let him do the fucking choke. Let him do something like that. There is no reason for him to do anything that involves him for the most part lifting off the ground or t- putting someone in the fucking tombstone or something like that. Unless the person is really fucking light, maybe he'll be able to do it to Shane. I I just. I I'm, I I enjoyed tonight, and I think I'll enjoy what he'll do at Extreme Rules. I feel that he just felt, nah, man, I ain't going out like I did with fucking. Oh Sasha. yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, no, that's what you're probably right. They, they they maybe he even said, you know, what can I do? I don't want to go out the way I did with Goldberg. What can I do? Maybe I could help. Maybe who knows? I'm just making a an observation, you know, a guesstimation. Maybe I can help Reigns. Maybe I can get in on this feud. Reigns is always getting jumped. Maybe I can team up with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense, and it's a good idea now. Drew Drew McIntyre's big guy, 6'6". You know, he stands up against Taker, um, you know, and it puts him in another, you know, you're going against Undertaker and Roman Reigns. That's mm-hmm. uh, Drew McIntyre's facing two of the top guys. I mean, if this doesn't get Drew over, I don't know what will. Let's hope Jesus. that this match is midway in the show and not closing out. Uh, I don't think, think it'll be the main. Up. You don't think it'll be the main event? No, no, no. I don't think so at all. I think this time around it'll probably be like the third to last match. Uh, I, I don't think it'll be like in the first hour, but I will say third to last match. It cannot close out a pay per view. I think Seth Rollins and Becky will be closing out the pay per view. It almost feels like look like you and I said yesterday that. You know, I, I said even before the match start, started last night, the main event, I said, oh, they're going to go off the air with Seth and Becky with their arms raised in the, in the air. People could see the tweet. And I just said, let me go take a shit. And you said, oh, they're going to open up Raw with both of them in the ring and this and that. And you just mm-hmm. feel like, okay, look at Kofi's reign and look at Seth and which one is going to likely go off the air. You know what I mean? So I think uh, the mixed tag match is going to be the last match of the night. I mean, it it should be, right. And and, and listen, it's fail-proof when you think about it because they're going against two hated characters. You know, uh, who's going to... They're going to get a big ovation, Becky and Seth. So even if thereafter they start getting yeah, some bluebirds, and, it's not going to happen that night. And unfortunately, this isn't the recreation of uh, Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey versus Shane and no, Triple hell H. No, hell no. It's not even close, even though they tried. Remember early <clears> on, <throat> they tried so hard for Becky to mimic Ronda Rousey. that The assault that she did on the Riot Squad, I, I told people before, look at 
Ronda's assault on the riot squad and look at Becky's assault on the riot squad. Anybody that did the research of what I brought up, you look at them side by side and you're like, yeah, okay. They tried so hard for her to be the, 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 uh, I don't want to say, um, Ronda Rousey light, you know, but they thought that she could be the, the suitable replacement for Ronda Rousey. And unfortunately, Ronda Rousey, with one year's experience, left a huge hole in the women's division. My God, they can't even figure out how to put Charlotte on TV. No, they're still, you're still feeling the effects of Ronda being gone. It has not settled at all. You're still feeling it. Yeah. and You're, w- feeling, you're feeling her loss, you know. And WWE thought that by having their wrestlers overcome to very big UFC fighters, even though Brock was a wrestler beforehand. But you have, you know, oh, the Beast Slayer. Oh, the only person to beat Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that and fucking 50 cents will get you a yogurt. You know I mean? It's like, okay, that's nice. Blah, 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 blah. Lowest ratings of all time. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you could fucking, you know, say that your shit don't stink. Blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, there's some major problems. They think that having a power couple... I just wonder if they start getting the heel heat if WWE has the balls to turn them heel. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we're almost done. Uh, shout out to our associate producers and sponsors, Ernesto Defensa, Timothy Keel, Kane Shaw, Jeffrey Collins, James Mills. And before people, I know some of you said it moments ago, we will talk about Austin and Moxley too. Cockboy, James Mills, Jay Smoothie, Tom Baffa, Joseph Nicoluk, Nico Time, Michael Rhino, Paul Convoy, Adam Demoy, Billy Taylor, Hassan Al-Hashmi, Brent Webster, Aaron Kloss, Alton Nahia, Anthony Smith, James Grusa, Mark Israel, Bob O'Mac, CJ Uihara, Switch Babe, Courtney Summers, James Deal, Crestman, Diogo Nobre, John Coffey, Tim Everhart, Andrew914, Donald J. Trump, Russell Zavala, Murr Coombs Jr., Douglas McKay, Keith Lee, James Farmer, John Garcia, Mad Dog No Good, Larry Trailer, Tommy Pikeshi, Zach Spoonamore, Chris Lumna, Rich Maharg, Julian LeBlanc, Big Red, Brandon Rice, Carl Buteau, a.k.a. Cheese and Rice, Spider Lou and the Metaphorizic Fox, Rob McKay, Brian Byrne, Daniel Warren, and Michael Cuomo. Thank you, as yes. always. They are Thanks, associate man. producers. Not only are they, along with other patrons, the reason why these shows are still free for everyone, but they really uh, have a lot of input as far as format, what is discussed, what is not discussed. If you notice... Dramatically, the Trump talk has been eliminated from the wrestling shows, about 98% compared to a year ago. You could credit our APs for that. So uh, they really do uh, have a lot of influence. And by the way, the pay-per-view predictions contest yesterday, like I said, a lot of people used most of my entries and a lot of people came very close to winning it all. But Frank Berardi... He was the winner of the pay-per-view predictions contest yesterday. He scored 51 out of 53 points, only got one bonus question wrong, and that was if the 24-7 title was going to be defended at the pay-per-view. And I know some people were like, well, we saw footage from the wedding. No, it wasn't defended at the pay-per-view. That means that there would have been a match at the pay-per-view. That's the only one he got wrong. And, And the reason... Why anybody even got bonus questions wrong is because when I did my predictions, I didn't 
do bonus questions on the Breakfast of Blasi. We just did matches. But Frank Berardi gets his choice from the prize wall. LR Mania and Marcus Metcalf both came in second with 50 out of, you know, 53. Uh, because they were so close with the tiebreaker, I decided that they're both going to get the consolation prize. So LR Mania and Marcus, PM me on Patreon. Let me know what video or shirt you want. Could be any promotion. I don't care if it's Japan, AEW. Could be any podcast. It could be a podcast that I hate. And some people have <laughs> take me up on my offer. Uh, oh, still never get any thank yous from Jason Solomonster. I can't tell you how many Solomonster shirts and soup shirts and other shirts that we've given away on Patreon. But it's all good. It's all good. We're all friends. But uh, now, um, a lot of people think it's being done to right the wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't look at it that way. I know that we have had many podcast and we've had tv shows we've had johnny carson back in the day when we were kids where rodney dangerfield went on there 15 times i mean there are podcasts where wrestlers are brought back for two three four appearances if you were in your head you had eric bischoff on probably 88 times during your run um steve austin is going to be conducting a second interview with john moxley i don't look at it as writing the wrong but I think this is very smart for both because yeah. now John Moxley will be able to curse a little bit. Steve Austin will be able to curse a little bit. They'll be able to be relaxed. John Moxley doesn't have to bite his tongue. He knows that Austin is not going to say anything that's going to put uh, Renee Young's job in jeopardy or try to fucking stir shit up. You know, the, Steve Austin knows what to do. He had a great interview with Khan. Even though Khan, I think Scott Woodford said it, that he sounded like a kid in a candy store. And you know what? Good. Good. Goody, goody. If he sounds like a kid in a candy store, that's good. That means he's excited. I thought that was an awesome. I'm not saying that Scott thought it was wrong. I'm just saying, like, people left at that. I'm like, no, that's a good thing. So Austin bringing back Moxley. I think this interview is going to fucking blow door, blow the doors off of uh, a lot of play. I think it's going to be awesome. What do you think? I think so too. I think they'll be able to speak more freely. So people think Austin, oh, you know, apologize. That was Austin's opinion back then. And he didn't know like what was going on. Like you could say, oh, see, Austin was wrong. Moxley was handcuffed, telling him resting on his laurels. And doesn't Austin feel foolish now because Moxley talked freely about what was going on. So Austin, you know, should apologize. Nah, I, from, listen, all of our perspectives, Moxley was wrestling on his laurels. I thought Austin might ambush them a little bit, but I wasn't so hard on Steve when we were doing a review of that uh, thing. What was like a few years ago at this point, I thought Austin was just kind of being Austin. I, I didn't think that he embarrassed him or planned to embarrass him or ambushed him. And I thought Dean at the time as champion was kind of lackluster. Now, did anybody know the torture he was going through backstage? Well, a little dramatic there um, because, you know, some wrestlers do have to take a little bit of responsibility. I know Vince is horrible and this and that, but, you know, wrestlers got to take a little responsibility. So I'm looking forward to them talking more freely, uncuffed, non-WWE shut shit. They can speak openly. Austin can do what he wants to do. Moxley can talk how he wants to talk. Um, it's going to be interesting, but I think they'll get along fine. I think it'll be great. I don't think anybody owes anybody an apology. Austin will probably apologize just to be a man about it, but I don't, no one's been going to be groveling or anything. I think it's going to, it's going to be an interesting thing. But at the time I thought too, that Moxley was resting on his laurel. So 
I don't know if you thought that too, DT, but I, I thought, you I, know, his championship reign at the time was very uneventful. I thought this, and I still feel this way. Um, how many long Dean Ambrose interviews did we have during his career in the WWE? How many Talk is Jericho interviews? How many fucking Sam Roberts interviews? How many Peter Rosenberg interviews? How many interviews where Dean Ambrose, I'm saying Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, when he was in WWE, how many long interviews where he was challenged? Uh, I can't really think of any. I mean, no. there was some little blurbs here and there, but not like a full-blown interview. And I don't think Dean Ambrose, quote-unquote, is uh, ideal for a long, detailed interview. I think Dean Ambrose... You you know you see him in the back with Cody giving the middle finger. You no. you feel that there's a lot of energy and excitement in what he's doing. You, you remember at the very end before he left WWE, what did I say? I said he feel it looks like he's at peace. Yes, I mean yeah. I went out of my way said that Ambrose just comes off as a guy that is not the one who wants to go on podcast and fucking in while he's in WWE, because I don't think he knew exactly where to draw the line. And case in point, how many tweets did you see of Dean Ambrose on social media? How many times did did you, nobody saw any interaction. This is a guy that's almost like a loner. You can't turn around and make him socially, you know, accessible for long interviews and stuff like that. And I think that he was unprepared for that interview with Austin. I agree. Yeah, and Austin just felt like he was holding back and felt like he was just resting on his laurels, like you said. And it made Austin come off kind of dickish also yeah like a dick yeah everyone was saying well what a dick austin i'm like no he was challenging him you guys didn't see that he was challenging him because austin was frustrated because he knew moxley had it in him there was always been the brian pillman comparisons you know what austin feels about pillman and that he's that if you're going to be a rebel be a real rebel don't be wacky like i don't think austin got wacky dean and maybe now he gets it that Vince saw Dean as wacky Dean. It was Vince's thing. You know, Austin wasn't really in the know in the company. Everybody thought Austin had privy to backstage information. Austin just had a contract to do his little podcast there every now and then, live from location half the time. But he wasn't like in the back, you think, getting, oh, Steve, let me tell you what I'm doing with some of these guys, right? He didn't have any knowledge of that. From what he saw, he thought Dean was dragging ass. He, yeah. he, there wasn't anything anybody told him to do. Yeah. This is a top guy. I, I'm like, Austin is the man. He's going to, you know, what if The Rock said it? Would have been any different if Rock said it? You're resting on your laurels. Everyone thought Austin ambushed him. I didn't see it that way. I just saw it as Austin saw this guy can be better than this. And maybe he didn't present it in the best way. But I think it'll be fine. And I don't. And I think yeah. Dean recognizes that. And they'll probably have a good laugh over the, it. The one thing that I think people will come away with with this second interview is the word relaxed. I almost see it a mile away. I think people are going to go out of their way to say, wow, you know, Moxley sounded so relaxed that, you know, they really clicked. And you could see it already. Austin will, like you said earlier, he's going to offer an apology. And Moxley's going to say, no, 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 no. It, it wasn't you. You know, I, I'm just not, you know, what, you know what I mean? Like, he's just not that talkative like that. Now, you know, all the chains are off. So he could fucking run free and fucking, you know, say what he wants. And, you know, Moxley knows where to draw the line because he's not going to, you know, really burn bridges or anything like that. I mean, he voiced his complaints. 
I think Austin, you know, knows where to draw the line. But that, I think it's going to be a very relaxed interview. I think it'll be pretty good. Agreed. Um, very quickly, the charges against Terry Reynolds for the gun possession at the airport have been dropped. Oh, cool. Um, you know, law enforcement said that they, you know, they always have the option. They could reopen the case later if they find any other evidence that contradicts what Terry Reynolds said as far as why she was at the airport. I mean, she told the cops about the pheasants. Nothing seems to, you know, contradict that. And law enforcement is taking a word because, you know, it is nothing to uh, go against that. Now, if we find out later the fucking Terry Reynolds, you know, had a, a hit out on someone, you know, then, you know, the cops could reopen the case, but it looks like it's all squashed. Terry well, she Pe- said she, she was uh, the, the critters or varmints yeah, she said, yeah. were in her mother's garden and she she shoots at them. And that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. But she has no prize. If she had prior, right, they would have probably no, took it no. to yeah. Mish is in the chat right now on Discord. Mish, am I lying? We were doing breakfast soup. And that story broke while we were doing breakfast soup. And we both said at that point, everyone, it's probably nothing. It's probably people blowing it way out of proportion. Having a gun at the airport is not a good thing, but she probably forgot it in the suitcase. It's exactly what we said. That broke while we were doing the show. And uh, a lot of people tried to make it into a huge story. I mean, look, having a gun in the airport is is a big story. But once you knew the circumstances, especially the fact that, what was it, like $2,000 bond? That's yeah. 200 bucks. You know, gun it, possession, yeah. $200. Airport, airport's a federal offense. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was kind of a slap on the wrist. Yeah, it was nothing. So, I mean, it's not not nothing, but the point is, is that the minute you saw a $2,000 bond, you knew, okay, all right, there's there's probably That would have been fucked up if you didn't have it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, look, it's a fucking awesome gun. But you know what? If I'm going to shoot critters, man, I'm doing it in style, man. Seriously, that's a nice little Glock that she's got. So, um, Last... But not least, two other things. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw on my Twitter uh, the little screenshot of Bret Hart in a Corey Feldman film. Yes, Tales from the Dead Zone. Hitman, Hitman playing Hitman, and the screenshot. He (sighs) has a gun pulled on some chubby lady. Funny thing is, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, you know, if you had to caption that picture, it would be like, where's Goldberg?'" Honestly, when I looked at that picture, my first words were, that fucking woman looks like fucking his ex-wife right before they got divorced. Remember Wrestling with Shadows? She had gained a lot of weight. They showed the picture when she was in the beauty thing. Nothing against her now, I'm not saying, but... What was her name again? We, Me and Joey924 interviewed her one time years ago. What, what was, her, was name? her name? Brett's ex-wife? What, what the hell's Ju- Brett's Julie, ex-wife? Julie Hart? Julie, Julie Hart. Ah, Julie I, Hart. Remember yes. it, I remember Julie Hart. Yes. Oh, she, my God. She looked like Julie Hart on the couch. Oh, Honestly, I thought that's what that's what it was. I thought it, he was gonna be like, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm back, or you know, I don't know, like, give me my alimony money back or something like that. It looked like Julie Hart, like the same physique, you know. Or he would have been like, give me my meatloaf back, motherfucker. I didn't eat it yet. Uh, um, just Bret Hart and Corey Feldman. I mean, I, you Lord. know what? I'm not. I'm gonna watch it because. I don't know, man. I'm not just saying this because I was a Bret Hart fan. I'm a big Bret Hart fan. Yeah, he looked good in it. He looked good. He didn't look goofy. I mean, he had the gun. I mean, it's a still shot. We don't know his acting skills, but I will say this. Lonesome Dove. I saw him in Lonesome Dove years ago in the 90s. That was the last time I saw Bret in anything like that. I saw him on Mad TV, but I don't count that. It's a comedy skit. 
But I haven't seen, has Brett been in anything else over well, the years? Well, he was years, in Aladdin. Movies, TV shows? He did Aladdin. Was he in Aladdin? Okay. Yeah, I, I have that picture. Well, I, I know he was in The Simpsons, but that was an animated thing. I'm talking about like an acting role where he was an actor. Lonesome uh, Dove was in the mid-90s. I liked Lonesome Dove when he did it. I was never a fan of Lonesome Dove, but I watched it because he was on it. Just like when Steve Austin was with Nash Bridges. Bridges. I After Miami Vice, I just couldn't get into Don Johnson anymore. But I watched yeah. Nash Bridges to see uh, Steve Austin's uh, appearances on there. I, I saw that, too. Nash Bridges. Yeah, I remember that's his first debut on that. And then he was on a bunch of times. Yeah, the only problem with this movie coming out with Bret Hart, there's too many mm. pictures of him with the gun. It's like, you know, like, if you look at the poster, if you look at the screenshots, if you look at the stills, if you look at the production stuff, it's like he's got a gun and everything. Yeah, I you saw know, Phil, the promoter, posted the uh, poster. Yeah, it's a little overkill. Chat. It's a little overkill. We don't need fucking Brett with a gun. I mean, look, I thought I, I thought I came up with a nice little phrase, hitman playing hitman. You Brett know? looks good, and Corey Feldman still has no lips. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. guy's lipless. He's got yeah. no lips. Last week, we plugged uh, Brian, the mayor of Dinosaur Island Landry, for the uh, Wheels on the Mississippi car show. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of our listeners actually did go, and they had 11, uh, out of 11,000 people, um, they had over 330 cars show up. And he's going to send me a bunch of photos, and he wanted to shout out everybody who actually did go. Had a great time. Huge success. Not because of us, everyone. I'm not saying we're taking credit for it, but few of you actually who lived there actually went and said you had a great time. Um, also, uh, AEW just trademarked another dynamite name. Originally, we had Tuesday Night Delight. Mm -hmm. Now they have trademarked Wednesday Night Delight. What do you think, DT? It's going to be on Wednesdays, you think, from 9 to 11? Well, I heard early on Tuesday. I heard they're going to pick up where WWE leaves off, which I think Tuesday is the better night. Me too. Uh, I would rather have a Tuesday because you got NXT on Wednesday. Right. And well, a lot of people are bringing up the fact that the NBA plays a lot of games on Tuesday and TNT. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So I think, I think Wednesday night Dynamite, I think the fact that they trademark both names is simply because they want both names available. It doesn't mean that they're going to pick one or the other. I think, I still feel like Tuesday Night Dynamite, did I say Delight? No, Tuesday Night Dynamite. Dynamite, Dynamite yeah. yeah. is the way to go. And when you have games that are on for the NBA and TNT wants to air those games, then you do Wednesday Night Dynamite. I, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just, I, I feel Tuesday Night is the right night for them to do their show. But isn't, when is NXT and them on? Are they on Wednesday or on Thursday? NXT's on Wednesdays. Yeah, I think they're eight, on Wednesday. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Yeah, so I, mm -hmm. I don't like, you know, the, the Wednesday idea because, you know, NXT is kicking ass right now. And if yeah. uh, Triple H amps that up even further, it's going to make people really uh, have to make a decision of which they're going to want to watch on a Wednesday. I still say Tuesday. Well, DT, play devil's advocate here, or just conspiracy theory. Do you think AEW knows that NXT is more of a threat to their product as far as quality with their fans, AEW fans, would like NXT and not the garbage they're seeing now on the main show that they attack on Wednesday and they put their product up against NXT, even though NXT is a tape show? Um, 
in in the spirit of kind of competition, like because AEW and NXT are very more similar than the, main roster WWE the, and, and AEW. Everybody thought TNA going to Monday Night was a a ridiculously stupid move, and it proved out to be. At least TNA had two two million viewers at some points, one point seven, one point eight million viewers going into that. You have AEW right now with zero viewers, right, not because not because they're not popular. It's because there's no product yet on TV. Yeah, nothing's happening. The last thing, in my opinion, the last thing that AEW should do right now is debut going up against NXT head to head. It's like, all right, you know, AEW fans might be excited for that and you get your feeling of the Monday Night Wars, but for mm-hmm. AEW that needs to get as much focus on them as possible, if you make fans decide, do I watch AEW or do I watch NXT? I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of you out there that will choose AEW, but there's going to be people that are going to choose NXT. And if AEW is not popping even two or 300,000 viewers because they're splitting it with NXT... That's almost suicide for AEW to start off like that. I think they need to start off facing no competition in wrestling. And then if you need to have special days because of basketball, all right, then you go to Wednesday. And you know what? If the rating is not great on a Wednesday because people either watched NXT or didn't watch wrestling at all, you could use the excuse that, all right, well, Wednesday's not a regular time slot and not everybody remembers. I just think starting off head-to-head with anybody is a big mistake. It's a big mistake. And it's funny because people say, well, NXT is tape. People can always go back and watch it on the network. It's not really that kind of direct competition. Mm -hmm. Wrestling fans are such creatures of habit, though, because even my brother and other people that I talk to and stuff are – want to watch it eight o'clock Wednesday when it's on. They don't want, they want to watch it when it, at that time, yeah. I know so many people who are fans of NXT, same thing. It's like eight o'clock Wednesday. They watch, they don't want to wait till the next day to watch it. If they're free that time, they'll watch it at yeah. that time. Wrestling fans are creatures of habit. You can't just say, Oh, they'll watch it a couple of days later. No, because they're going to get the results and they don't want to see spoilers the next day. And at night cre- creatures of habit, wrestling fans, they like it when they like it. Yeah. And not only that, um, for anybody that feels that way, um, don't speak for other fans out there because you don't know what they're going to decide to do in their room. True. I mean, look, yeah. how many people saw written today, oh, I canceled my WWE Network subscription yesterday after yeah. that god-awful main event. Guess oh, what? Please. Guess what? They're fucking whacking off to, to the Alexa Bliss special on the network right now. You I know, saw that, by the way. Did you yeah, see it? No, I didn't see it yet. No, uh, not enough hours in the day so far, but how no, about, no, I just I was up last good. night. I, it, for, you know, the clips it looks like you know it it gives you a little more appreciation for Alexa Bliss. I'll say this much: I li- again, if you're Alexa Bliss detractor or you're not, you're on the fence about her. You think maybe she's you know what kind of person is she really? But I don't know. I'm not sure about her. You'll like her a lot more when you see this. You'll see the dedication. You'll see that she admits her flaws when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to in-ring stuff. She works hard. She tries hard. She wants to be better. She's not resting on her laurels. I was impressed with her. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, physically she's attractive, but her personality was attractive too. I wasn't sure about her either outside the ring if I'd like her or not. But uh, you got to know a lot more. They, they follow her for a full year, meet her mom. You get to see her on the road. 
you know, her life at home with the animals and her, her, you know, dedication to that. You know, she has that pet pig in her house, which is a riot to me. She has a pig that lives in her house, mm. literally. Uh, obviously, she's not with Buddy Murphy anymore. There was no talk of him, no mention of him whatsoever. And she was with him for years, so they're, they're done. Um, but you got to meet her mom, who's very young, by the way. I think her mom had her well, when she was like 16 or 17. Her mom is young. Her mom woman. and her dad have been featured on the network before. I've seen clips of them before. I mean, they Oh, yeah, I saw her uh, like two years ago when they did some NXT when she got well, three years ago, but this was more in depth. And really, like I said, it was a more, more in depth, personal look at her journey over the year and her injury. They showed her when she banged her head with Ronda Rousey and she jerked, jacked her neck up on that ring apron. Uh, they showed a bunch of times when she got concussed yet again in the ring. They showed the footage of that from a house show. Um, you have to know a lot more about her and I like her. I got like, to me, I always said, I got to kind of have a connection with the wrestler and I can kind of like them outside. I can, I can get with the character then a lot more if I think they're good people. So I, I like Alexa Bliss. She's not one of my favorites. She's not going to be my new Trish Stratus or anything, but uh, I like her a lot more than I did. And I, you know, I, I got, I got nothing but respect for her. She tries hard. She works hard. She's not just there. And, you know, and listen, no doubt. If you guys watch the footage, Vince is very flirty with her. You'll see clips of her in the back talking to Vince several times. And Vince seems to be, Adore, you know, adoring her, but not in the sense of she could just do what she wants. She's got to work as hard as anybody else, and she has. And she's she's money. I think she's got the little Miss Bliss fan. She sells a lot of shirts. She's got a huge little kid fan base. Uh, the girl's money. I would. I would. She, she's she's good for the company. I don't think she's uh, resting on her laurels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I think that's what the goal was was to you know get uh, her a little bit more likable from the fans, which is yeah, work with me. Work yeah, with me. It's interesting because, <clears throat> you know, you got the storyline on TV doing the complete opposite. It's just, a, I think it's confusing to some people out there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think they need to do a Nikki cross video like that. Not necessarily that detailed, but I think giving a little insight on Nikki cross, I think would help her a little bit. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Did we, uh, Say congratulations to Matt and Rebby Hardy having another boy. Uh, no, not yet. Did yeah. they announce uh, that they could have another boy? Yeah, on Twitter on this past Saturday, uh, Matt and Rebby announced that their third child will be another boy. Newborn will join their two other sons, King Maxwell and Lord Wolfgang. Matt tweeted out on Saturday, "Baby Hardy boys trio is coming." Oh, nice! Congrats to yeah, both good, of them. Yeah, congrats to them. Yeah, three boys. Wow. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, with that, we are pretty much done, everyone. Te check out the Texas Podcast Massacre. We plug them every week. Uh, you, you don't know if you, what you're missing if you don't check it out. I mean, they review a lot of pop culture horror films from yesteryear, some real, and not just horror films, a lot of sci-fi as well. Uh, DJ Dells and his sneaker podcast, a lot more than just sneakers, does a lot of wrestling-related shows as well. You can find him on YouTube under The Sneaker Addict, and you can find Rock Re Reviews also on YouTube. Um, I kind of like put it as the music version of, um, you know, just the, as far as the podcast that we plug every week. They, you know, mm -hmm. we have uh, all different types of shows that we bring to the table. But um, Rocked Reviews is just so unique in the way that they review um, music out there. A lot of rock music, but you don't even have to be a fan of rock music to, to like their shows. I have listened to clips of them reviewing albums I had never heard of before, but it's just the yeah. way they do it. It's so funny. Um, Shoot the Defense, 
Great soccer podcast by soccer fans for soccer fans. Stella's good people. I know a lot of you out there are big fans of his show, especially those overseas. Uh, Elman Shah, great display store on um, you could on our website dontony.com. There's a link there and a uh, lot of like video game and pop culture references. And I have some of his artwork. I know some of you out there have actually purchased it, and very reasonable prices too. Uh, very good artist. SubZeroComics.com for all your wrestling, comic book, and pop culture collectible needs. Christ in the Toyverse. You can find him on the YouTube channel, Undercover Capes. He also has a website, and they review bobbleheads, toys, collectibles, figures. Um, he did a, my bobblehead not too long ago. Very, very funny. I know a lot of you have seen that. Your Best Bargains, LLC. Mike, great people. Amazon store, eBay store. I'm a regular customer, and, uh, you know, Mike, I, I actually made the keto shake tonight. That uh, pet chocolate stuff he gave me, it was awesome. I was just pissed off because I went to buy almond milk, and I was so mad, man. I was looking forward to almond milk and your powder and ice today, crushed ice, mm -hmm. and I poured the almond milk in the blender, and thank God I looked at the fucking label, and I saw nine. Spied. No, I saw nine grams of sugar, and I realized oh. I, I bought the sugar one by mistake. I had to dump it out. But I made it with water instead and a little stevia, and it wasn't too bad. I enjoyed it. Don't you just get the reduced sugar? Uh, they have a sugar-free, but the labels are almost identical. So oh, okay. I didn't have my glasses, so I just pulled it off the shelf, and I fucking pulled the wrong one. But uh, finally, Raul Romo, he is on eBay. If you're into wrestling cards, packs, uh, especially if you're trying to build a set and you're missing a couple of singular cards, he's got a great eBay store. Raul Romo's House of Cards, everyone that we just plugged, they are huge supporters of what we do. And I always hear a lot of you out there, oh, could you recommend any shows that are not wrestling related? We just gave you a handful. And yeah. you should be checking them out, and you will not be disappointed, and you should support them as well. So, uh, Kev... I know, you know, you had that little tragedy early. I did my best. Yeah, to try I, got, to, I got to see. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I, I, was I tried to get your mind off of it. I know there was uh, one or two schmucks in the chat room on Discord that were calling me an asshole for talking no, wrestling not, still. No, I, it, was, it was by surprise. I only had Twitter on because I was looking at Seth's uh, tweets and his quotes and the messenger was on. But, yeah, I got to go see what's happening with that. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get bombarded. But. Uh, thank you, everybody. I'm sorry for that little glitch, but we kept it together. You know, show yeah. show, show must go on. You know, there's nothing's going to stop hey, the show. Hey, look, I, two, it, <clears throat> two weeks from now is the anniversary that mm -hmm. we did an episode of the Don Tony Kevin Castle Show live, and we went through the entire show, did three hours, and after the show was over, I revealed to uh, everybody that I put my dog to sleep about two hours before we went live. I know, I know. And um, I still have nightmares, and I still wake up crying all the time because of that. And um, I didn't fucking flinch, and I just did the show, and I just got my mind off of it, and it was the best thing that I did because it got my mind off of what was going on. So for those out there that uh, didn't like the, that, you know, I continued talking wrestling before. No, it was yeah. fine. That if, if DT was caught as surprised as I was, and I was completely caught by surprise what I was writing because I did hear my phone ring in the background, which I muffled, and I knew that my cell was going off. And I'm like, everybody knows I'm doing the show. Why are they? And I was annoyed that my door guy was 
was getting in touch with me from the club, and I'm like, something must have happened. And then on Twitter, uh, someone revealed uh, it's a guy from a pretty major band. It's a good friend of mine. I spoke just spoke to a week ago, mm -hmm. uh, uh, two weeks ago. He wished me happy birthday. We had a good conversation. We were trying to get a show together. I'll talk about it on the Chronicles. Yeah, I'll right. let everybody know what's going yeah. on and everything. Well, go take but, care. Uh, of you got to do. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'll see everybody on. I'll catch everyone in Castle Chronicles this Thursday. I'm not with DT tomorrow night because tomorrow night is Mission DT. Yep. All, All right. right. And uh, other than that, I'll catch you later, DT. Thanks, everybody. All right. Later. All right. Peace. Okay. Uh, everyone, um, now I apologize. There is one issue about Discord right now that I have not uh, configured yet. Unfortunately, any audio that I continue sharing live for our live listeners, you can only access it through Mixler. So... If you want to head on over to Mixler, you're more than welcome to in continue enjoying the live content. Otherwise, everyone, be well. Uh, as far as DTKC show goes, we will be back live next Monday, which, believe it or not, will already be July 1st. Now, July 8th, I probably will not be on because I am going away from July 4th till the 8th. I uh, most likely will not be getting back until late that Monday, so I will most likely not be on, so I'm giving everyone one two weeks advance notice. Um, tomorrow night on Discord, right after SmackDown, it'll be Breakfast Soup Live featuring yours truly and Mish. Wednesday on Patreon will be Breakfast Soup. We'll give everybody Wednesday afternoon, like the half hour countdown, if anybody that's around that wants to uh, listen to the show live as we record it. Thursday is Castle Chronicles. Friday, blah, 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 returns once again on Discord. Now, for the VIPers that are sending questions for all the shows this week, I will be PMing everyone uh, either late tonight or tomorrow morning. I don't think we have any new VIPers from a week ago. So I'll probably just recycle the same message that I sent everybody a week ago because it just allows me to just do it a lot quicker. Uh, to have to singularly, you know, add each person, you have no idea how long it takes for me to, you know, bunch all the VIPers together to send the PM. So uh, the, the PM that I sent last week, you'll probably see that resent, but just with a new update with uh, the shows for this week so you could send us the questions. But I'll probably do that right after I put this show online tonight because uh, reposting that only takes me literally five minutes compared to maybe about 45 minutes of gathering everyone. So uh, for those listening live, stay tuned. For everyone else, I hope you enjoyed the show. And we will be back a week from today with your next edition of the Don Tony Kevin Council Show. Take care, everyone. Be well. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Support the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show on Patreon. Get access to thousands of hours of back episodes. Get bonus episodes and exclusive shows. Castle Chronicles. Breakfast Soup. Pay-per-view recaps. DVDs. Miracuzzi. Tattoos. And more. Support the show that's entertained millions for over 16 years. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Once again, Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, 
all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com.